0: You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. I hope you all have been having a great week thus far. Um, I'm Isaac Watson, and this is another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. And I want to thank you all for taking the time uh, and listening to this uh, podcast, for following and subscribing, for, uh, for sharing and for giving me much of your feedback. I really um, do appreciate it. And I never take my uh, listeners or those who uh, have given me the ability to influence uh, with my words. I never take that for granted. I never take you all for granted. So thank you so very much. Um, do me a favor in this moment before I move forward and jump into today's topic, this week's topic. Um, do me a favor. Uh, take a moment. Pause in, uh, from doing whatever you're doing and go ahead and rate Church Talk with Isaac and also, I would love it if you could uh, leave a review as well and just share uh, some words about uh, what you've received from this podcast, um, what what in you know different ways you may have benefited from it uh, and uh, things that would encourage other people uh, to let them know what to expect from Church Talk with Isaac as well. So go ahead and take a moment and do that I really do appreciate it when I ask you um to do it the reason is because by your reviews and also by you rating church talk with Isaac it makes this platform more uh visible to those who are looking for platforms such as this uh and also if you follow other christian influencers uh this will pop up on on their um this will pop up uh in their search field when they're looking for podcasts so please do me a favor and do that for me and it 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 helps me out a great deal and again I do appreciate it. All right, I want to jump into today's topic. I think that this is a one quite honestly, it's one that we honestly don't hear much about nowadays, but I think that it is an important topic and it's something that I do want to cover um, because ultimately it will help you in your relationship, your personal relationship with God. And this is a taboo (laughs) topic. And uh, what I'm going to talk about today is the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. Um, The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I want to talk about what the fear of the Lord is, because quite honestly, I believe that you don't hear much about it, um, especially uh, depending on your background, uh, especially in, in many grace movements of uh, people uh, who embrace a a, a gospel of, of grace. Uh, In a way to where they feel as if the fear of the Lord is something that is no longer necessary. I want to kind of give you all uh, some clarity as well as just create dialogue and hopefully some understanding so that you can see what I believe is God's heart concerning this particular topic. I want to look at Isaiah chapter 11. I'm going to read three verses, verses one through three. And please follow along if you can. It says there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor decide by the hearing of his ears. I think this is interesting because this is actually speaking about Jesus. And I also believe that this speaks of the spirit of Christ or the Holy Spirit, those in whom we as believers actually receive. When you receive the Holy Spirit, there are manifestations or, or characteristics or, or um, natures which describes um, the Holy Spirit's impression and influence in your life. And I believe that that is listed out here. You have seven manifestations of the spirit of god the spirit of the lord the spirit of wisdom and understanding counsel might knowledge and the fear of the lord Um, but this is interesting because it also says in verse 3 that he delights in the fear of the lord of all these things he delights in the fear of the lord he being jesus so i believe that uh, i believe that this is significant because uh If Jesus delights in the fear of the Lord, it's important that we explore it, that we understand exactly what the fear of the Lord is and why it is something that he delights in, because if he delights in it, I also believe that we should delight in the fear of the Lord. As well, now let me say this: I believe that the fear of the Lord from an unhealthy lands it can lead people into uh, legalism. It can it can lead people into uh, into behavior modification. It can lead people into. Um, uh, condemnation. It can lead people into a place where they are um, living from a place of rules and restrictions in the name of fearing the Lord because they do not want to make God angry. They do not want to upset him. They do not want to be judged, so forth and so on. So I want to talk about what the fear of the Lord is because I one of the things I don't believe is that God wants anyone to be afraid of him I don't believe that God wants anyone to be afraid of him so I do not believe that the fear of the Lord is being afraid of God we're going to talk about this we're going to talk about this and hopefully and hopefully it brings some sense of um understanding to you so what is the fear of the Lord what's the fear of the Lord the fear of the Lord hear me is not being scared of God all right is not being afraid of God. It's not being afraid of judgment. Living out of fear. It's not allowing yourself to live from a place of torment. All right. Um, one of the things uh, that the New Testament says is that there is no fear in love because imperfect perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment. So I do not believe that if we're dealing with God, God being loved, one of the things that we have to understand is that there is no torment in God. So when we're dealing with the fear of the Lord, we also have to understand is that the fear of the Lord does not consist of any type of torment. Let me tell you what the fear of the Lord is. All right. And what it means to actually fear God, to fear the Lord, to fear God. Uh, or to fear the Lord or to have the fear of the Lord is is actually to love his presence. All right. When you say you fear God it's not talking about uh, torment or being afraid It's actually speaking about having a healthy reverence for God. So it, so so to, um, to to reverence him is to love his presence. I believe the fear of the Lord is loving his presence. And it's not only just loving his presence, the fear of the Lord is also protecting your connection with him. So when you say you fear the Lord or, or, or check this out, even when you live a life where 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 you live a life where you fear the Lord, literally what that means is that you live a life where you are conscious and you are aware and you are intentional about protecting your connection with God. All right. The way that you protect your connection with God is by clinging to him in relationship and reverence. All right. Another way to connect your relationship with God is by abstaining from evil. So, yes, the fear of the Lord is also dealing with us not participating in anything that would compromise Your connection with him. Now, I know some people will say, well, the Bible says nothing can separate you from the love of God. That's absolutely true. Neither height, nor depth, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come. Uh, Neither life, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. But let me tell you this. Nothing can separate us from his love, but we can we can we can turn our love off from him. We can disconnect our love from him. And this is the thing. God's love is something that is freely given to everybody. But you loving him back will cost you everything. Let me say that again. Let me say that again for the people in the back. The people in the back seat that's listening to this in the car. All right. God loving you costs you absolutely nothing. His love is freely given. But you loving God back will cost you everything. All right. So one of the ways that you display your love for him is by abstaining from evil. And the purpose of of abstaining from evil is not to live a life of rules or legalism or do's and don'ts. Um, When you abstain from evil, you literally live a life to where you are. You are aware of protecting your connection with him. That's most important. First Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22 says test all things. Hold fast to what's good. Abstain from every." Form of evil. Now, this is the thing. I've heard people say, you know, the Bible says you are to abstain from 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 uh, from the very appearance of evil. Some some translations would say uh, this says in uh, uh, the King James to abstain from every appearance of evil. Uh, the New King James Version says to abstain uh, from every form of evil. Now, this is the thing. I believe that there's a difference between abstaining from the appearance of evil and abstaining from actual evil. All right. Um, I think that I believe that. One of the things that we have done is we become. Uh, 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 many people have allowed legalism to shape their view of God and shape the way that they interact with other people. And literally, what they do is they they live in they live in a sense of of bondage, and they don't they're not able to fully embrace the freedom that God has purchased for them. So now they're they're avoiding every appearance of evil. But let me tell you this: if you avoid every appearance of evil, that also means that your witness can be stifled your witness can become weakened uh because let me tell you this jesus was even jesus was accused of the appearance of evil Jesus sat with tax collectors and sinners. Jesus sat among them and he said, look, it's not those who are well who are in need of a physician, but those who are sick. They are the ones who are in need of a physician. All right. Jesus was accused of of many different things. But in actuality, he was not living an evil life. He was actually doing things that was bringing glory to God. So I don't think that it's as important to to uh, uh, to live a life of trying to abstain from the appearance of evil. Um, Then it is important to actually abstain from evil itself. All right. That's very important. The fear of the Lord is not the fear of what others may misunderstand about you. That's that's paranoia. That's living in in a place of paranoia. You can't you can't you know, this is the thing. You, you are never intended to live in paranoia. You were intended to live a life that is courageously sold out and empowered by the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right. So I don't believe that the fear of the Lord is 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 a fear of being misunderstood by people or a fear of what others may misunderstand about you. But the fear of the Lord is literally to protect your relationship with God, anchoring yourself. Um, um, in the fear of the Lord. Uh, uh of what that actually means is that you are living a life that is devoted to god that is sensitive to his presence that is sensitive to his voice you are protecting your connection with him meaning you will not allow anything in your life that will that will that will that will, that will cause your relationship with him to be tainted that will cause your perception of who he is to be tainted um, that will cause your witness to be tainted you are protecting your relationship with him him. All right. Now, when you make a decision to live in the fear of the Lord, one of the things that you also do is you open your life to the other manifestations of the spirits of God. All right. So the spirit of the Lord, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, uh, and knowledge. These are things that you open your life up to when you actually anchor yourself in the fear of the Lord. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why Um, It says that he delights himself in the fear of the Lord because if you fear him and if you protect your connection with him Then you'll also open yourself up to wisdom. You'll open yourself up to knowledge You'll open yourself up. Come on to understanding you'll open yourself up to the counsel of God You'll have an ear to hear what God is saying. Not only that you'll also have wisdom to speak counsel into the lives of other people, uh, into other situations, because you're living your life from a place of sincerity and you're living your life from a place of freedom. All right. So never allow anyone to interfere with your connection with God. Never allow anyone to cause you to compromise in a way to where your own morals, your own values, um, uh, convictions that God has given you are compromised. When you do that, you begin to compromise the level of fear or the fear of the Lord or reverence of God that you um um that you actually are are supposed to operate in, and you begin to compromise your connection with Him. All right, doesn't mean that everyone around you is gonna do all of the same things that you're doing. It doesn't mean that that all of your friends and and and, and uh, family members have to be saved And you can't be around them and all that stuff That's not what that means But what it does mean is that you are responsible for you You are responsible for your connection with God You are responsible for your level of compromise Or lack of compromise And your ability to have integrity In your relationship with God And it doesn't matter what other people may try to say What other people might may try to put on you What other people may try to um, um, convince You into people may try to persuade you to do or whatever the or or, or guilt you into doing something that you know would compromise your relationship with him. At the end of the day, you are responsible for you. You are responsible for your relationship with God, your connection with God and doing what's necessary to preserve the sense of purity um, in your life. And this is what the fear of the Lord is, It's not a lot of this other stuff that (laughs) That we've made it, that we, you know, we literally make people afraid that they, you know, we make people afraid. And to be quite honest, although I do believe that hell is real, I do believe that that, you know, everyone will be judged as appointed for man once to die. And then comes judgment. So we have to be mindful of how we live on this earth, so forth and so on. I refuse to live a life in fear. I refuse to live a life in fear. All right. For the believer, heaven is a given. The real question is, how effective are you in influencing the earth with heaven's influence? That's the real question. And one of the ways that we um, are able to hold ourselves accountable and responsible for stewarding what God has given us is by protecting our connection with him and living a life uh, of healthy fear, a healthy reverence of the Lord. So, listen, I hope that this is something that helped you, that blessed you, that gave you insight. Um, Do me a favor. Uh, Again, if you have not left a review, leave a review. Uh, Also rate Church Talk with Isaac. I really do appreciate it. I pray you all have a great week. And until next time, you all be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends, family and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.